Hello, I'm Naomi at Boundless Wave, and this is The Sea is Medicine, where we explore the power of the ocean to heal, inspire, and transform our lives. Today, we have a very amazing, inspiring uh, friend of mine named Derek. Derek Dodds has been surfing for a few decades and absolutely loves the ocean and surf travel. He lives in Ojai, California, and invites you to share a beer anytime you are in the hood. He also shapes a few surfboards now and then, and you can frequently find him on a mini Simmons. He is the founder and CEO of Wave Tribe. I would love to just start off, you know, did you grow up near the ocean? How did you get so involved with the sea? How did it come into your life? Yeah. So thank you very much for having me here, first of all. Um, and what a, what better topic to talk about than the greatest love of my life, which is the ocean. Yeah, so I grew up in Long Beach, which is an interesting place because I, I didn't grow up on the water, but near the water. But Long Beach has a break wall in front of it. So it's actually, um, it's a really big beach without waves. So they built a break wall in front of Long Beach, I think probably in the 50s. I'm not sure about that, but sometime before I was born. And so I grew up in, um, you know, in a, on a beach or in a beach that had no waves, except for there's one little window. So there's where boats can go through. And if the swell is just right, it would come through that, that swell window and it hits a, a couple of different spots. But I learned that much later on, um, in my kind of venture in, in Long Beach. But so I, my grandfather, so I grew up with my grandparents, first of all. Um, so, um, my grandfather absolutely loved the ocean. He wasn't a surfer, but he loved the ocean. And so every, not every holiday, but every, you know, every time he wanted to go, you know, somewhere, it was always to the beach. You know, it was never like camping. Like if we, if the family was going somewhere, we went, we went to the beach and he was an avid body surfer. And I remember him just and if you see me well you have seen me actually if you see me see me now on the water i like i i'm at home and he was like that you know he was just i remember watching him and going wow here's this you know my grandpa's just like killing it body surfing and you know it was it was the most beautiful thing to see because it was it was so natural for him and so that was really my introduction into water the water world yeah that's beautiful. Um, so that so what was it about the sea? Was it just the experience of your grandfather or was there like an energy or something you felt? Uh, what what drew you to create a whole life revolved around the water and surfing? Yeah. So being a child, I didn't know, like now I can rationalize it, right? And I can kind of explain it. 
But I think the feeling that I have now is the same feeling I had then. It's just now I can I can talk about it. So as a child, I feel like, um, well, now I can say that the, the the something about the energy, the liveliness, the the beauty. I mean, I think about this a lot as an adult in the water. You're if you're looking at the horizon, you're not actually looking at anything man-made unless there's an oil tanker or a boat or something in the horizon. But most of the time, especially as a surfer, when you're, when you're waiting for a wave, you're looking out towards, you know, the, the swells, you're really, your, your eyes are seeing only nature. Right. And like, think about the rest of our lives. We're always looking at like buildings and skylines and cars and, you know, telephone wire there's always something in the way we're always reminded of all these things and i think is now and as a child i felt this immense beauty of the ocean and it was powerful and i didn't know i didn't know why i was attracted to it i just i was like oh my grandpa's doing it, it must be cool you know and and i remember being thrown around you know in the waves and um loving it and never, never being, never being scared of it. I never had fear of the ocean. Sometimes I, I have fear of really big waves to this day, but that's different, right? I, it's, it's not really the ocean. It's more like, you know, I know that wave doesn't like it. If it, it could really hurt me, so it's kind of like that, that border between order and chaos that runs through my whole life. So the ocean was, yeah, it was always this magical land, really. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I feel that there's something really magical about the expansiveness, right? There's such a freedom. Mm. For me also, it's almost like going back into the womb. You know, mm. because we we start we're mostly water, right? And so when we get yeah. submerged, it's kind of this return to our source in a way. Mm. That, that uh has been really powerful and magical in my own healing journey with the water. Now I'm interested mm. in this mm. between chaos and <laughs> you were just talking about this chaos <sighs> and uh, this Order. water, this ocean theme that runs through your life. Will you elaborate on yeah. that a little more? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so a lot of people I think fall very, um, um, they, they either fall on the order side or the chaos side, right? You have, so people who are very orderly, like they're like engineers and they're, you know, they're scientists and they're, um, you know, they're very anal and you go to their houses and it's like, everything's in, you know, in order, like everything has a place, you know, everything's clean. Everything's like, um, it's orderly. How, how I think of order, like like the military style, you know, uh, bounce the quarter off the bed sort of thing. And then chaos would be the opposite of that. Would be like just a mess and and disheveled and and um, you know spontaneity and and no routines and no schedule and no meetings, right? And so, um, and so I I really I am like I embody. I am both of those things, much like the ocean. So the ocean on on some days looks so orderly, right? No, you know, no wind, 
super maybe calm. It could be some swell, but it looks like it just looks orderly. It's just like like the waves are marching towards the shore. It could be, you know, in it in it's in a very timely way. And then other days it's 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 absolute chaos. It's like the wind's blowing and the swells all over the place and the tide's low and um, you know, there's water going like you know, 20 feet in the air and the you know, so that is absolutely my life. My life is is both orderly and chaotic. And some days you look at my office and it's it's spotless. And other days, like right now, it's a mess. Like I'm just like throwing stuff all over the place, you know. So and I feel and so when I when I'm chaotic, I I think I need to be more, more orderly, like orderly is calling me. And when I'm orderly, I'm like, I need to be more chaotic. Like, so I'm, I'm, I'm always being pulled between these two polarities in my life and I love it. And, and for the longest time, I, I, I really tried to be only one thing. And that usually was probably more on the orderly side, just because society is, I think dictates that, that kind of lifestyle more often than not. And I like to get stuff done and I run, you know, I run a few businesses. So like you have to be a bit orderly. You have to like file your taxes and, you know, talk to your employees and do all those things. And um, so, but I love the chaos side. I absolutely love it. And I think that's where I thrive. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of a long winded answer. <laughs> oh, I love it. There, I love that you're finding this uh, really embracing both. Right. Yeah. Embracing both all sides of everything. Uh, Absolutely. And that's something beautiful that the ocean does for us all the time. Right. It's just really embracing all of these different um, sensations and feelings. And, and, you know, sometimes it's calm, sometimes it's crazy. So that's really um, it's like embodying the ocean. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly it. Right. And I think, you know, as we move through life, we hopefully learn to embody what is most true for us. And if I, you know, if I look back at my life, the one thing that has been most consistently true, most consistently whole, most consistently filling is the ocean. The ocean has, I mean, it's given me some, you know, some hits along the years also. It hasn't knocked me out yet, but it's, um, so yeah, I, res I totally respect it. And I probably don't respect it enough, actually. Uh, so, yeah, it's ocean is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I was just thinking, I just went to Palm Desert this last weekend to, there's some hot springs that I like to go to every couple months just to kind of re, retune. They're, they're beautiful hot springs called Two Bunch Palms and Palm, uh, Palm, Palm, that's Palm Springs, uh, Palm, uh, Desert Hot Springs. And it, the water's lithium, and so the lith there's something about the lithium in the water that is I absolutely think it's healing in in a huge way. So when I come back from there, I feel great. But as I was driving, you have to go through like inner, you know, like um, San Bernardino, Lancaster, right? Like conc the concrete jungle. It's about two three hours from from the beach, and I was driving through there, and I was thinking, oh my god. If these like do these people know about the ocean? I mean it's it's right there. What would it be like to live a life without the ocean? And I was thinking I would I would definitely I would probably not be alive. Like the ocean 
it's because of the ocean that I'm still alive for sure. For sure. Without a doubt. Um, so I was, yeah, I was thinking about that this weekend. Wow. That's really powerful. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's, well, I want to know about the businesses, right? Yeah. Because the ocean is is really important in your life. So you ended up creating businesses around that, correct? Yeah. One. So I have, I have wave tribe is, um, the business that I created around my lifestyle and, and, um, but I also am either a partner in or have other interest in some other businesses that are, aren't ocean related. So books is another one in, in the literary world. I have a, a partnership in literary. So I also love books, right? Books are a huge. Uh, so I would say on that list of why I'm still alive, ocean one books two. Um, and so, and uh, yeah, and a few other non ocean related businesses, um, but Wave Tribe really is and was my my true inspiration for attempting to marry, you know, my my livelihood with uh, with the ocean, right? And it has not been easy. You know, it's been a total upward battle, and um, and in many ways uh, has yeah has been very difficult. Um, just because I, I think I needed more order when I, I was adding in chaos in a lot of ways. And, uh, it, you know, and for me, I'm not that interested. I'm obviously interested in money because we all need money to survive and like have rent and take, you know, get on a plane and buy surfboards. Right. Um, but you know, for me, like I, today I got up, I meditated, I did some journaling, then I checked the surf and then I went surfing and then I went to lunch with a friend and then I got back at one. So my workday kind of started at one and it's now three thirty. So, I mean, how interested am I in making money? I'm interested, but <laughs> not, not at the expense of, of my, of how I want to live and, and what brings me the most joy in my life. Right. So I think, like a lot of people in our society are are struggling with that. They think that they got to get the money to to have the happiness to live the life that they want to live. And okay, yeah, maybe that's true for some people, but um, I I actually think it should be a reverse. You should think about life as a, as in reverse. Like, how do you want to live? Like, like, do you want to surf? Do you want to be near the ocean? Do you want to move to Mexico? You know. Like that should be the first question is like, what is your daily, what brings you the most joy every day? And then embody that and then, you know, figure out how to make some money along the way. So. Yeah, that's, yeah, that can be difficult for people to swallow. However, (laughs) (laughs) however, I love the quote, if you do what you love, you never have to work a day in your life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have heard that. Yeah. That's. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I totally agree with that, um, because I mean, you know, some people just like to play golf, or, or I mean, I, I love to surf, but nobody's gonna. I mean, I guess if I, you know, if I were on the tour, right, then people could pay, but that's kind of different. Um, yeah. So I love that quote, and I think it it really represents a beautiful way to look at life. But at the end of the day, we know we all have to figure out a way to make money you know, and, 
So it's, it's a difficult, like, that's a really difficult question, right? Like what, what are we going to, how are we going to spend our energy in exchange for money? And it's, that's an important question to answer because our life is energy. We're just, we're just balls of energy moving around. Right. And so, you know, exchanging that life force for something either that you don't believe in or that brings you a lot of stress or that's going to kill you. Right. I mean, it's not worth it. Wow. Absolutely not. But on the other hand, like we got to figure something out, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to figure something out. I guess we're kind of coming, circling back to uh, order and chaos in a way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In right? a way there's, we are. There's always this, this balance. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I think that it is possible to do what you love. And I would agree with you. My life has been more about uh, following my heart or following mm. that, that wave in my life. Mm. And uh, going for for experience and quality in life, mm. as opposed to um, searching for validation and money and uh, material things. Mm. Uh, I was actually in a business meeting not too long ago, or a little group, and they were talking about the um, metrics. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And my metric is actually joy. So that was mm-hmm. really nice for you to bring that up and hear somebody mm-hmm. else actually use the joy metric in their business. Absolutely. And I use that with people too, like in my relationships. If 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 I have a friend or a partner or somebody, if that joy meter is, you know, is not like tilting towards 100%, obviously it's not going to be 100% all the time. But like that, you know, we we deserve to surround ourselves with joy, with people that are going to either be joyful or bring us joy or, you know, have joyful conversations and whatever it is. I think that's that word like we need to bring that word back into our our metric talk because, yeah, who cares how much money you have if you're miserable? Right. Or I mean, like, who you know like joy is such an important part of uh, happiness. And I think the two are different and I'm still trying to figure out what the difference is, but I really do think there's a difference between the two, like happiness and joy. They're, they feel different to me. Um, I don't, I'm not sure in what way, but I, I definitely would use them. I wouldn't say like, I have like, I, I would rather, optimize for the joy meter in many ways because happiness feels like i don't know it's more dependent on states of thinking or emotional um like um, emotional triggers maybe or yeah there's something about happiness that it's more fleeting than joy joy seems more more grounded more um more heart it's more connected to the heart and not and not desire like happiness feels like it's connected to desire. Um, but the heart, like, of course the heart desires things, but not so much. It's more like 
yeah, let's just align with, you know, what is right for us in this moment or, or who is right for us. Something like that. I, I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can let us know when you figure it oh, out. Oh, yeah, I will. <laughs> I'll text you from the coffin. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, Naomi, I just figured it out. Uh, yeah, I got it. Yeah, enlightened. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. quite yet. Um. So joy, um, is that what? got you to start shaping surfboards. I want to hear a little bit about the shaping surfboards. Yeah. No, I think, so I've always been super creative, you know, always creating stuff with my hands. And um, I just, at one point I was like, man, it'd be cool to shape my own surfboard, you know? And so I just started doing it and I still only really do it as a hobby. I will do it commercially every once in a while, but not really. Um, I just do it for myself and friends. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm getting to the stage where, um, yeah, I'm feeling like it's easier to buy them these days than it is shape them. And, but I still do get in the shaping room and, and knock some out. In fact, I need to get in there and knock one out because there's a certain board that I ride, which is called a mini Simmons. And they're really, they're difficult to find in the way that I like them. So I would say that's the main reason that I do them is because I want an, a board exactly like I want it. And I know exactly what I want because I know all the nuances of riding that particular shape. And they're not, main, it's not a mainstream shape. There are some shapers that are doing mini Simmons, but not like I do them. And I could, you know, try to give them a file, but I'm like at, by the time I get to that point, I could just do it myself. So, um, yeah, I, I love the process. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's really like sculpting, you know, it's like in some ways it's like pottery. Cause you're, you're taking this foam block and you're, you know, you're kind of just roughing out the edges and working on the angles and the shape. So it's very much like pottery. I don't do the glassing part. I have never done, I've done, once or twice, but, um, that part for me is, uh, I don't want to be around the chemicals. Um, and I try to obviously use the best eco chemicals that are available, but even the eco resins that are on the market are 60% chemical based still. So, I mean, surfing, this is the other thing about surfing, you know, we're at wave tribe. We've been you know, going in the right direction and using eco materials, but still the majority of surfing is, you know, it's full of resin and plastic and, and a lot of contaminants um, from the wetsuits, right? Wetsuits are basically petrol, petrol. Um, made, most of them are made from petrol. Patagonia and a couple others are using limestone and, and plant-based, but most all, you know, 95% of the wetsuits are, are, are made from petrol and the boards are fiberglass and, you know, fiberglass is just gnarly on the environment. So, you know, small steps are, are good steps, but there are a lot more steps that need to be made for sure. Um, yeah, but I, I'll get off my soapbox on that 
subject. No, that's okay. I was going to actually ask you about, you know, the echo consciousness that you're bringing also into the business. And it is amazing that you were saying, uh, my feeling is that people aren't even aware of how much, I mean, you have this sort of natural sport of surfing and being in the water, yet it produces, you know, all of this like, chemical resins and fiberglass boards and waste and all of this, like you need these wetsuits that are petroleum. I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? That it's, it's again, it's those two opposing forces in a way. Um, yeah. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about, you know, how you got into the echo conscious or echo movement yeah. and using those products and, I mean, can you make hemp wetsuits? No. Yeah, you, you can't have, I mean, no, you, you could maybe insulate the inside of the, of the layers with hemp, but the outside layer has to be something that is water, you know, water resistant and will hold in. I mean, maybe you could, but I don't think so. Um, you, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really interesting subject, you know. So I I had a eco clothing slash retail business before Wave Tribe. So I started the very first one of the very first all eco vegan uh, clothing stores in Ventura, which is near near Ojai where I live, and we had a small clothing brand at the same time. And so this is early 2000. So I was really early kind of on the eco train before it left the station for most people. And I can, so there's this big show and I I know you were connected with fashion for a while. So maybe, you know, there's this big show called magic in Las Vegas every year. And it's where all of the fashion brands, um, basically that's where they exhibit. And so, and all of the clothing stores, Macy's, you know, all of the buyers, they go to, to magic every year and, and that's where they buy. And so I can remember going there my first couple of years and there were like maybe two, two or three fashion brands or manufacturers that were even using eco materials. Like there was Ecolusion, there was like just a couple, you know, and, you know, I think Bono, he, he actually launched his brand around that time, which he was doing some really nice organic cotton, but it's super early days, right? Nobody was doing it. And then by the end of, I sold that business a couple of years later. And I remember the last magic I went to, there was like a whole pavilion and then it was like a thing, you know, and it was, there were probably 40 now new manufacturers and fashion brand. And, you know, now I don't know, there must be hundreds or thousands perhaps. So, so I was always early. I was kind of, I've been an early pioneer in a lot of way in a lot of things that sometimes too early and wave tribe was one of those things. I was, I was way early. So 2007, I had the idea. Um, and it was on this trip to Mexico that we took with a bunch of friends and, Everyone had a few board bags and I was pulling these board bags out of a U-Haul. And um, I was like, oh my God, there's so much plastic here. There's got to be a better way. Even if it's the bag is a different material, that, that'll be a huge impact on the industry, right? Right. And so that's, that's when I thought about hemp because I had been using hemp in the clothing business. So I was oh, very okay. familiar with hemp. So that was kind of the progression. And then I was like, oh, hemp would be great, right, for the bags. 
And then that, then, then I, then I did the recycled leashes and the cork deck pads. But, you know, when I first launched the brand, I really thought, I really thought so I just what you said a couple of minutes ago, you're like, we're in the ocean. We're like, if it weren't for the ocean, we wouldn't be able to do what we do as surfers, right. Or as, or as lovers of the water. So what you would think, you know, it would be on the front of our minds to be, you know, eco-minded and it has really been an upward battle in the surf industry. You know what I mean? Even if you look at the tour, right, there's been a little bit of change in the last year or two, maybe year or two, right? But before that, nobody was talking about eco. There's no, none of the, none of the pros were like promoting ecology, you know, now you're seeing it a little bit, but it's probably because some of the bigger brands are now kind of on the bandwagon, right? On the eco bandwagon. It's, it's good. It's good for, it's good for the bottom line, right? It's good for business. So um, which is great because, you know, uh, if it's good for business, that means that customers are, they're demanding it, right? Um, which means there's there's a change afoot. Um, but it hasn't been that way for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's wild. What is it like working with hemp? What makes it um, an echo... Uh, product. What makes it sustainable, yeah. and what's so like, what the, are the, the qualities mo- of it? Yeah, the most important part of it is that there are no pesticides are used in, and hemp is so resilient. So right off the bat, you your crop has you know no pesticides, right? And so you can say, okay, that organic cotton is kind of gets you at the same spot. But hemp is also so hemp was, you know, originally before petroleum came around, we used hemp in America for everything, like all of our rope, you know, our paper, our sheets, flags, like the first um, American flags were hemp. Um, the Declaration of Independence is on hemp paper. So our, all of our paper goods were hemp. Like we we were basically all, uh, all hemp. So um, Ford used um, hemp in, to make like the back glass of in his cars. And then, then the petroleum industry came along and then plastics like just blew, the petroleum blew hemp, you know, out of the water. And then the legislation was passed, which made growing hemp, which hemp is not marijuana. We have to be clear about that. So the, they made legislation early on that made growing hemp in America illegal. So as soon as they made growing hemp illegal in America, which is now only illegal in a few states, like three years ago, they just passed new the farm bill, which said now you can grow it in America. So imagine from, I don't know, from the 40s until 2015, it was illegal to grow hemp in America. And a lot of that was because of, of course, the petroleum industry has legislative power and money and all that good stuff. So, I mean, hemp is, it's an amazing product. You know, it's, um, it's, uh, yeah, there's so many things good about it. Um, but yeah, there's a long history in America of, you know, hemp being our, like our, our favorite product to it being, you know, um, made illegal until just recently. So we're just, we're really just rediscovering it again as a, as a society. And now that, 
the laws around marijuana are also loosening and all the ideology around marijuana is, you know, people are realizing, well, it's not great to spend all this money to put people in jail for something, you know, they can go buy a beer, but they can't smoke a joint, which is crazy. Right. Um, so anyway, I, it's, I, all of that stuff is super exciting, but we've, we've come a long way um, in that aspect. That's really crazy. I didn't realize that they basically buried the whole hemp industry so that they could have plastic take over. Yeah, for sure. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so disheartening. I know, dude. It's oh, brother. Bad. Yeah. Um, however, yeah. Thanks for pioneering and bringing it back. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 I know you mentioned vegan too. Are you are you vegan? I think you I'm like I'm like 90% vegan. So I've been a vegetarian for 25 years, dude. 25 years. I've been a vegetarian a long time. And I just I'm mainly plant-based now for probably last year-ish. And the main thing so I I've always loved cheese and eggs and then last about a year and a half ago, I, I had my blood panel done and my cholesterol was just not looking good. I mean, even with my, like, I'm, dude, I'm super healthy. Like, you know, I exercise every day. I'm, I eat really well, but I was eating cheese and eggs. I was eating cheese almost like just a little, like with bread, you know, and, or a spread or something. Um, and I cut all of that. I didn't, I, I didn't cut it completely out, but I would say I'm now 95%. Uh, plant-based and it's a huge it's made a huge difference on my energy level on like like phlegm or an inflammation that i have in my body um my cholesterol is way way down under control my i what was kind of like my i come from a long um history of high blood pressure and uh, so as soon as i went vegan my blood pressure equalized so you know Vegetarian is great, um, but I feel way better um, being mainly plant-based. And I love that idea. Like I, I really getting back to chaos and order, right? And I think if people out there are listening and they're they're like thinking, oh, there's no way I could be vegetarian or vegan. No, but you can for a day or you can for, you know, a, a couple of days. Like how is it, is there a way that you can incorporate more plant-based um you know, especially today, dude, I mean, there's so many like wonderful products on the market. I just heard on NPR yesterday, there's a new company that's doing plant-based fish. You know, I have no idea what it's like, but they're doing plant-based fish, right? Which is, you know, now they have the plant-based hamburger, which is great. But yeah. um, I don't know. I'm a little um, bit apprehensive of those burgers, though, because I think they're using like pesticide crops and stuff and it's so processed. I'm a little bit. Yeah, they might be. And they actually are super high in, in saturated fat. So the Beyond Burger and yeah. what's the other one? Um, that sounds scary. Impo- the Impossible Burger, those two. Those two, if you look at the ingredient stack, they're pretty high in saturated fat. I mean, like like as high as French fries or something. But if you if you look at um, like some of the veggie burgers that they that are more bean based oh, okay. that are like beans and grain, yeah. you know, like you can get a Trader Joe's or whatever. Those those are way healthier, oh, okay. way healthier. So those are those are really 
it, like I still do have some of the other ones once in a while, but um, yeah, you definitely always want to like saturated fats are really something you want to keep away from. I think um, most of the time, if you can. But I mean, I love potato chips once in a while too. You know, everything in moderation. So getting back to chaos and order, like right. so plant based, <laughs> like yeah, you don't have to be vegetarian or vegan, but you know, try try a little, try to be plant based for a day and see how you feel. Right, right. like. This is the beautiful thing is our bodies are like, we can, like they're living laboratories, right? Just experiment. It's crazy. You could do like a week experiment and see, see what happens, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's great. What's your latest experiment? Well, I, I haven't experimented with it yet, but I was just listening to a Tim Paris, Tim Ferris podcast. And this guy was talking about, um, life extension and so using some nutrients and other things for um yeah for extending life and you know reversing or slowing down the aging process which i think is interesting you know so you know not that i don't like being the age i am because i feel great but still it'd be nice to slow it down just a tad you know (laughs) (laughs) I know. You know I mean these I, yeah. oh god no no you go you go I was just gonna say these are like amazing vehicles and vessels these bodies that we have yeah yet at the same time they just don't last forever you know so no you have to deal with that you know this yeah finite you know I don't know it's- unless we come back what do you think about that I think it's possible. We're just continuing to, you know, come back yeah. and come back in, in different forms and different experiences. Yeah. I want to come back as my cat next time. Oh. Dude. Do you have more than one cat or just one? Just, cat? just, I would love more than one cat. I would love, I could probably have three cats and be super happy. Yeah. But the cat um, I have is very sensitive. And so I uh, got it at a shelter when it was young and I think it was abused pretty badly. So it's super skittish and like has digestive issues. And you know, like if it's windy outside, it goes under the bed. Like it's, it, there's no way I could like another cat would just destroy it. So um, I have to, yeah, just bow. I bow down to the cat's needs basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. What's the cat's name? Millie. Millie the cat. Oh, yeah. Millie the cat. Hello. Yeah. She came she came with that name from the from the shelter. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's really wonderful. So tell me more about Mexico. What how if you want to talk about like such an amazing decision and how you came about it and yeah. Well, I basically have a whole new lease on life uh, since when I first, when I actually met you a few years ago. I was starting a health journey that put me into the hospital a few times. And then actually last year I was in the hospital for like two months and got out at the end of March and then got out into this weird COVID world. However, I have come back. (laughs) I had, I did have a very, I had an emergency surgery and I have, I no longer have a colon. Okay. However, I have a bag, but I have completely come back 
to life now. Nice. And nice. it's, I always, you know, all of these challenges that we have can be super empowering, right? If we, if yeah. we allow it and we are, we're, we're looking and we want to grow from mm. it. And so it's really empowered me. And I really feel like I'm shit free in my life now. <laughs> like, no pun intended. Figuratively and physically yeah. and everything, yeah. right? And, yeah. and so, um, I don't know. I just, you know, I was ready to a lot of things sort of fell away in my life and uh i was looking for a more you know sort of a less expensive quality of life near the ocean near the Mm. sea and and it was mexico and um yeah i'm awesome really glad that i did it yeah i love mexico it's yeah one of the places really close to my heart for sure when, yeah. uh, when was the last time you were there? So I was there in October, um, but just across the border in, in northern Baja, which is pretty close to me. It's about, well, depending on L.A. traffic, four to six hours. Um, but I do go down to northern Baja quite a bit. Um, but my next trip is scheduled for May, which is uh, Sinaloa. I'm going to Sinaloa, which is on the other side of the country from you. Um, well, actually, it's it's up. No, it's just um, north. Just north, just north. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, just north. So I go to this trip every year. This will be my sixth year. A place called Patoles, which is um, so there's a group of guys that um, I was invited to take this trip six years ago, and so we rent the whole camp out. So it's just us, and so it's our group on the wave, and it's a private wave mainly because it's Mexico and they can do that. So it, it's only, it's, yeah, it's only us surfing the wave, which is amazing, right? Just you and your, your buddies. Yeah. And after six years, like, I, you know, I didn't know any, I didn't know a lot of the guys in the beginning and now, you know, we're all really good friends and it's just a great time. And it's, it's like a reverse Rencon. It's basically a left into a big bay. Um, and it's, you know, not super critical, but it can be really fun. And yeah, so that's coming up in May. So I'm really excited about that. Um, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah. What do you have a favorite break? Not really. I think my favorite break is any, whatever break I'm on at the moment would be my favorite break. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have, I have memories of waves around the world that I've surfed that I've, I have loved, you know, um, but I don't, I don't know if I could rate them above others. You know, I surfed today. It was like waist high, not, not, you know, like glassy and super cold and, um, not very good. And I had a great time. I just loved it. You know, it was, it was me and, and my buddy and, um, you know, in some ways it wasn't any better than, you know, an epic wave I pulled into at J Bay or, you know, an Indo or, you know, it's just different. It's just, it's just different. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, all the quality waves on the list are definitely the ones I, I really remember like, Oh, now I know why everyone talk or has been talking about that wave or why that waves in endless summer. Right. Because <laughs> that wave is amazing. You know, J Bay is one of those places for me, like J Bay, that wave is like, yeah, it's like, 
it's kind of like Mecca in a way. It's, it's amazing. Um, yeah. It's a nice idea though, that the favorite doesn't have to be just one that the favorite can actually be a dynamic and flowing experience. Mm. Yeah. Like the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Derek, do you have any advice or closing comments about this love for the ocean and, and the way that it transforms our lives? Yeah. So I would say if, if, anyone feels like they resonate with my description of what it's like to live and be in the ocean on either a daily or a frequent basis, you need to change your life and make, make that happen. You like, like now don't wait until, you know, the time is right till you have enough money. I mean, you're a great example, like do whatever you need to do and, find a place that, you know, resonates with you so that you can just be near or end in the ocean daily. It will change your life. I, I guarantee it. I absolutely guarantee it. So that's like my biggest, you know, for any of my friends, like I have a lot of friends I grew up with that surfed when we were young and, you know, now they don't surf much anymore because they're busy or, you know, and it's all an excuse. Like we create our lives. Our, our life is what we create. And you can come up with a million excuses of why you can't do something, but it only takes one decision to make something happen and um, just make it happen. And if you don't resonate with the ocean, then that's fine too, right? Everyone's on a, they're on their own journeys and maybe the ocean, maybe the mountains are your thing or golfing is your thing or whatever it is, like just make that thing, you know, really important in your life because joy if we're looking at the joy meter you know optimize for joy yeah that's it, that's <laughs> it. Just, optimize. just erase what i said and say optimize for joy <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful well, great closing words yeah optimize for so joy much. i think we got the title now to the episode oh i love that i love it um <laughs> yeah. uh, where can we find you like, what are your links and, and contacts? Yeah. So you can find my surfing um, chaotic side at wavetribe.com. And then you can find my personal um, writings and some art and other things that I'm doing on my name, DerekDodds.com. So, yeah, people can check those out. And um, I, I do some writing and some poetry and some art and some other stuff. So... That can be fun sometimes. Yeah. That's wonderful. I, I, I yeah. you might have to do this again because I, now I want to know all more about the, um, the writing and, and, yeah. and things. For, let's do it again for sure. I'm in awesome. all in. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was such a joy to connect <laughs> with you and, yeah. and yes. to hear my, your truth. My joy meters going off the charts. Blah, 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 blah. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs>